What's up, guys? We are back with another edition of DNVR Rams Podcast presented by Breckenridge Brewery. As always, I'm your host, Justin Michael, and we've got a ton to talk about on today's podcast. Not a... Not particularly thrilled to talk about some of this stuff, but it is what it is. By now, I'm sure you are well aware that the Rocky Mountain Showdown is no more. The Pac-12 has decided to eliminate all non-conference games, which obviously directly impacts CSU, who's supposed to play the Pac-12 in not one, but two games in non-conference play. So definitely a big bummer. Uh, plenty to plenty to say on that, and I'm going to get into that in uh, just a little bit. Also going to talk about CBN Pots, man. Just a disappointing news day in Fort Collins on Friday, man. Talk about, you know, the end of an era. We're seeing the Rocky Mountain Showdown take its first, you know, hiatus this century. And now one of the Fort Collins institutions, one of the most iconic, you know, sports spots in the entire town. It's, it's gone. So disappointing. Really, really disappointing day, but plenty to talk about. Uh, shout out to Shaq Barrett, though. Not all bad news. Shaq Barrett did sign his franchise tender with the Buccaneers. I uh, hope that he ultimately ends up coming down with some type of long-term deal. I want to get his jersey. Actually, I have a Broncos Shaq Barrett jersey. I want to get a get a Bucks jersey, but I just want to make sure that he's going to be there for a while when I do. Uh, but shout out to him. Nobody deserves it more. Just one of the most genuine, hardworking good dudes that you know I've ever been around in terms of D1 football. So I have a lot of love for Shaq, and it's just been really fun seeing him succeed at the next level. And honestly, right now, with everything else going on, it's just nice to like have something to actually be excited about, have something to cheer for and not feel down about. Dang, it's been tough. Real tough. Anyways, if you are smarter than myself, you are out, you are about, you are enjoying the sunshine. It's ungodly hot outside, but I know we are a very active state. And if you are going to be outside, what's a better way to do it than with some ice-cold Breckenridge brews in your hand? Nothing goes better than sunshine and beer, and Breck has you covered. Check out the Breck Beer Locator to find the closest liquor store near you, grocery store, Wherever Breck Brews are sold, it'll be there online. It'll tell you exactly where to go, exactly what they have. It's just super, super convenient. I really don't like the awkward process of talking to liquor store employees or like looking for recommendations, stuff like that. I don't want that. I know what I need. I want Breck and I want it now. That's why I always use the Breck Beer Locator. If you're in the metro area, you can get Breck delivered right to your front door. Just check out Davidson's awesome local company. They've got rewards points and they've got two locations, which is super, super clutch. One out in Highlands Ranch, one in Centennial as well. Remember, supporting our partners is a form of supporting DNVR. Shout out to Breck, baby. Cool, 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 cool. Pretty pumped for UFC 251. Fight Island. Sounds like a, I don't know, it sounds like it would be a, a great TV show. Fight Island, starring Dana White. <laughs> Anyways, uh, shout out shout out to UFC for, for providing us with some entertainment throughout this long, long summer, which 
seems to just do nothing but provide us all with disappointing news. <laughs> that's, that's just what 2020 is all about. Let's let's just jump right into this Pac-12 stuff. There's really no point in dancing around the subject. Um, look, I get that it comes it, it all comes down to uniformity with testing and, and procedures because you know let's face it, the NCAA they totally dropped the ball by not you know coming up with universal guidelines and really it's I mean the NCAA is what opened up to all of this in the first place and. You know, I have come around on that. You know, that when I when I first initially recorded that podcast reaction to the Big Ten news, you know, I said there's this is not logical at all. You know, there's there's no part of this that is logical. Well, I was slightly wrong. So I, I, let's start there. I, I do get that it comes down to testing and and just wanting to you know set your own standards because you know when you look at the the rising cases around the country, it kind of makes sense that these leagues want to just take control or take whatever control that they possibly can. But like, it's just such a hard sell to say that Colorado can travel to Tucson, Arizona. One of the, one of the places where, you know, cases are rising everywhere. They can go to USC. They can go to Stanford. They can go to Washington. You know, I mean, just look at how bad it's been in all of those areas. They can go to all these places but they can't play CSU. They can't play the Rams who are just 40 miles down the road. I don't know. It's just a, it's a really, really tough sell. Even if there is some logic, you know, with the, with the testing and, you know, there's, there's a decent chance that the mountain West also goes to a league only slate. And at that point, you know, CU gets to be like, look, we're not the bad guy. Look, everybody's doing it. I get it. It's just annoying, man. It's, it's annoying. It's unfortunate. It's not, it's not necessarily like CU's fault. That's not what I'm saying. You know, I'm not being, they're not running from CSU. They're not ducking or anything like that. It's just kind of like a perfect situation where they're able to back out of the last game of that contract, you know, without being the bad guys. And it's a bummer because I do think CSU would do, you know, whatever they could to accommodate CU in this situation to make, make this game happen. I saw Kevin Lytle post on Twitter that Joe Parker said, you know, CSU was willing to match the Pac-12 standards and, and go even above and beyond, be like the safest environment that they would play in all season. You know CSU is willing to do whatever it takes to make this happen. You know, whether that's pushing everything out a year. And granted, that that's not as simple as it sounds. That would have to be like a a national thing where like the NCAA just decides like, hey, Whatever your 2020 non-conference slate is, you played in 2021. You play your 2021 non-conference slate in 2022 and onward, but that might be you know more headache than it's worth. So I, I get all of that. I I get that. It's just it's just disappointing, you know. It's it sucks for CSU fans. That's really the only way to put it. Yes, you know CU gets to do this because it's a Pac-12 decision, not a Buffs decision. It's not. It's really just dumb luck, but it still sucks. You know, it's okay to say that as a CSU fan. People have been looking forward to this game for decades. I mean, I'm a younger guy. I was I was one years old the last time that Colorado came to Fort Collins in 1996. So I have no recollection of a CU game ever happening in Fort Collins. You know, I remember being like nine years old. That 2004 game, that infamous 2004 game up in Boulder, 
the one where CSU should have won, got all the way to the one-yard line, get tackled just short of the goal line as time expired. Ugh, that one's tough to that one's tough to stomach. But you know, I think back to that 2004 matchup or the 2005 matchup and and the 2009 matchup as well, the one that CSU actually won. And I just I remember at the time being like, what the hell? You know, like, why do they play in Denver all these times? And then they play in Boulder sometimes, but they won't ever go to Fort Collins. You know, my dad would always, my dad being a CSU grad, you know, oh, Boulder's, Boulder's, you know, too scared to play in Fort Collins. And obviously it's, it's a little more complicated than that. And, but, oh, it just sucks. It just sucks. That's really the, that's really the only way to put it. And, you know that CU's not going to do anything to like make this happen again down the line, you know, give CSU an extra home game. As of right now, you know, they're supposed to play in Boulder in 2023 and they're supposed to play in Fort Collins in 2024. CU could do the right thing and, you know, give CSU a home game in 2025 and, and you know, make it an extra one, something like that. Let, let's say they, they come up with a, a four game agreement for between 2026 and 2029 they could give CSU an extra home game in 2025 or something like that to just, you know, kind of do right by, right by CSU. I've talking to some people, I've kind of heard that CSU and Oregon state are in, are in talks about rescheduling that game. Um, you know, probably it'll probably be quite a bit down the line, but my point is, you know, they, they have an opportunity where they could do right by CSU. We just know that they're not going to, it's, it's the perfect situation. They get to, walk away from the game. They don't have to be the bad guys. It doesn't have to be a situation where they're like, you know, we don't, we don't want to schedule you for other opportunities. They literally, it's, it's a get out of jail free card. And, and now for, you know, the next three to four years, CSU fans, one, have to live with the fact that the Rams went two and eight in the last 10 games of the, of the RMS. And that sucks. Like I said, at the end of the day, winning is winning. And that's why CU that's why CU gets to brag, but just the pompousness that's going to, you know, is inevitably going to come out of Boulder. It's, it's just going to be so nauseating. It, it really is. You know, there's going to be all these jokes, you know, oh, little CSU, it's too bad. They finally get a chance to, to host Big Brother. And, oh, that's just, that's just too darn bad. You know, they need CU so much to be relevant. Without us, you guys wouldn't even be relevant. You know, meanwhile, CSU's scheduling games with, oh, you know, Bama, Arkansas, Texas, Michigan, Arizona, Texas Tech, Vanderbilt, Oregon State. I just, uh, y'all get it. Y'all get it. And look, you know, I'm not one of those guys that, that looks at it completely irrational, you know, completely irrationally. CU absolutely has more to lose in this matchup. With with CSU being in the Mountain West, is it is totally a fair argument that CU has more to lose than CSU. They're the Pac-12 school, so in theory, they should win every year. If they don't, it's a disappointment. And if they do, then they're just doing what they were supposed to do in the first place. I get that. But the argument that, they, that like they're so big they shouldn't even play CSU... That's crazy. I'd be I'd be more willing to accept it if, you know, CU had moved on to the Pac-12 and had all this success. You know, let's say they were winning Pac-12 titles or, you know, making the playoff, even 
even if they weren't that successful, but were, you know, like perennially a top 25 team, something like that. And, and CSU, especially, you know, between like 2010, 2013 was not so much. You know, I, I would have been able to, I would have been able to understand that if, if CU would have gone on and, and had all this success. And that's why they came back and were like, look, we got to schedule up. But when CU goes to the Pac-12, they do absolutely nothing. I mean, the highlight of what CU has accomplished in the Pac-12 is making the Pac-12 title game and getting blown out by Washington and then losing to Oklahoma State in a bowl game. And and I'm not even like trying to talk trash here because like I said, I I completely get that CU has dominated CSU. But like, let's just not act like CU is so big that they they have all these other important games to play or like that they're so big that it wouldn't even be competitive. I mean, just look at look at how many of these games over the years have come down to the wire. You know, since 2000, 10 games in, in this series have been decided by seven or fewer points. It's a great rivalry. It really, really is. And I think the part that's always going to be really tough to stomach, at least for CSU fans, is just, so many missed opportunities over the years. There were so many games that just slipped through CSU's fingers and had the Rams won those games, the the conversation surrounding this rivalry would be completely different. You know, you think back to 2003, one year after the infamous head spike game in which CSU won, and, and you get the famous quote about the Buffs being the sorriest number 16 BVP had ever seen and all that. Excellent. Totally epic. But people forget there were so many, just so many excellent games. You know, the very next year, CU wins 42-35. It was a tie game with 145 left, and there were multiple lead changes in the fourth quarter. You know, Joe Klatt was incredible. He really did lead in a in those 2003-2004 games. Like, Joe Klatt was, he was a CSU killer, man. That dude... That dude absolutely stepped up, but my point is, like, it was phenomenal. And then 2004, CSU should have won. They get down to the one-yard line, and, and they blow it. Ugh, freaking Holland, man. He, he had to just, just spike the ball. <laughs> 2004, though, they lose 27-24. That's the goal line game. 2005, uh, that's the game that I referred to as the Mason Crosby game. The Rams were up double digits in that one, end up throwing a couple of picks late and lose. 2006, CSU wins 14-10 in a weird one. 2007, CU wins 31-28 in overtime. The Rams actually won possession, but Caleb Haney throws a pick in OT. Buffs go down, kick another game-winning field goal. 2015, CU wins 27-24. In Mike Bobo's first Rocky Mountain showdown, the Rams miss three field goals, get a field goal blocked in OT, and lose by three. 2017, CSU loses 17-3 in a game which they had multiple touchdowns overturned and three offensive pass interference calls go against them. Right there, that's like six games. You know, if, if CSU wins four or five of those six, not even all six of them, these are just the six that they could have won, really could have. You know, the, the, the entire conversation around this rivalry is completely different. CU would still, you know, have a really firm advantage in the all-time series, all of that. I get it. But it's been a really, really competitive series in the modern era. Even with the Buffs, you know, 
traditionally winning a lot more times than the Rams. So that's my point. It's it's always a great game, or at least more times than not, it is. It's it it's just a rivalry worth preserving. It, it's good for the state. It brings interest to the game. It brings interest to both teams. Like, let's be honest, neither CSU or CU has the most passionate fan bases when it comes to students, you know. They just, there are moments when they're winning, but it's not tried or true, you know, it's not consistent. It just, I just don't understand why the Buffs would would not want this game. That's That's really all it comes down to. And again, this is a lot of like, general things I'm talking about, you know, nobody is saying the buffs are, are running away from this 2020 matchup. We get it. This is, you know, because of the pandemic and all that, it's just, it's pretty convenient for them. It really is. So that that's kind of my thoughts. That's just kind of like my gut reaction. Obviously, you know, I'm pretty deep in, involved in this. I've been going to showdowns for as long as I can remember. I used to work for CSU covered the Rams for a long time. I'm, I'm very invested in this rivalry. I was very much looking forward to getting to go to this game. So I'd be, I'd be lying if, if I said emotion, you know, didn't impact how I feel about this, but just, uh, just disappointing, just really disappointing overall. That, that's really the only way to put it. Alrighty, <laughs> more sad stuff to talk about later with the CB and Pots, but I'm going to try and bring the mood up just a little bit. Uh, you know, talk. It's it's disappointing to see CB and Pots go, but it is cool to see you know how many people responded to me and, and just talked about all the memories that they had made there over the years. So I did just kind of want to like read some of those responses and and just kind of talk about you know what CB and Pots meant to me personally. So going to do that. But first, you know, we've all heard the rumors, but Fight Island is finally here. This weekend's UFC 251 is set to be the best yet with big names stepping into the octagon all throughout the night. This is an event you do not want to miss. There's no better place to get in on the action than DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook app. This week only, DraftKings is offering all new users a special boost On this weekend's headline fight, just bet $20 to win $100 on either fight. That is clutch. This week is full of action from golf to European soccer all the way to Abu Dhabi for Fight Island and DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered through it all. DraftKings Sportsbook is US-based, making it safe, secure, and reliable. And hey, it's super easy to deposit and withdraw your funds whenever you want. Love that. You don't have to go through some sketchy site. You don't have to worry about your funds. Just easy betting, easy money, super, super convenient. Like I said, DraftKings Sportsbook is offering their best sign-up offer to date. You're not going to want to miss this. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app and use the code DNVR when you sign up. For a limited time, all new users can get a no-brainer odds boost on the headline fight this Saturday. Bet $20 and win $100. That's right. No matter if you pick Usman or Masvidal, your odds will be boosted to bet one, bet 20 win 100. So head over to DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the sign-up code DNVR. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Cool, cool, cool. 
Pour some out for the homies. Pour some out for CB and Potts. No longer a thing. They're going to close their every location, I guess I should say. There were five. Uh, the four main locations are going to close. The, the golf resort location is supposed to stay open and at least for the time being stay under the same name. But man, just won't be the same. Fort Collins won't be the same without CB and Potts. I know that you know, ever since they expanded and you know they moved locations, they used to be over off Elizabeth. That was the OG location. That was the one that all of my memories were at. I actually only went to the to the college location once, but just a bummer. I, I have heard that their you know quality kind of went down, and I do think that's kind of true based on my experiences there over the years. But just like from a nostalgic purpose, it was it was just like a special place. You know, so many people posted about how that's where they went to like watch games. I mean, my dad used to tell me these stories about he'd go there and they'd get margaritas and and nachos and you know, people talking about Lindsay Sauer, who actually works for us. You know, she she posted about how she used to get kicked out of CBM Pots in her younger days. And, you know, other people posted about how they used to see Sonny and the assistant coaches come in. And it was just like one of those places where if you were associated with Fort Collins in some way or fashion, you had a CBM Pots story. I mean, the very first time I ever came up to Fort Collins with my parents, when my dad, you know, he's showing us the the CSU campus and we're just in awe of the oval and how green it is and how gorgeous it is. And just Fort Collins, what a cool place. And then he takes us to CB and Potts and we go in there and it is on. It's a magical place. There's sports memorabilia everywhere. There's games on, there's a shark hanging from the ceiling. There is, (laughs) I mean, it was just, it was amazing, you know, as, as like a kid, it was just the coolest place. And I think that was so, so cool about it. I, I was as excited for CB and Potts when I was, you know, like eight years old as I was when I went there the first time, you know, like move in weekend when I'm a freshman in college, I go there with my freshman dorm roommate, his parents and my parents, his dad was an alum. My dad was an alum. They had a bunch of CB and Pot stories. They're telling us about that. They're telling us about the tricycle races at Washington's back in the day. You know, they're talking about college days and all of that stuff, how that used to be a thing. And it was just like this cool place that you could go to. And it, it was, you know, connected to their college experience. It was connected to our college experience. And it was just, it was just, it's just rare, you know, especially with, I mean, look at how much change we've seen in Fort Collins just in the last five, six years. I mean, you look at the area like around Elizabeth and Shields and everything that's popped up around Crazy Carl's. I mean, there's a part, there's, you drive down there and then you drive down there four months later and there'll be a new apartment complex. It's just crazy. But it, there was always sepian pots. You know, it was just, it was the spot. It was that OG spot that everybody, you know, everybody had been to. Everyone had a memory. And it's just sad. It's it's sad. I remember going there in 2009 after the the Rams beat the Nevada Wolfpack led by Colin Kaepernick, actually. But um, you know, that was a ranked Nevada team. And CSU actually, I think they went three and nine that year. But they started like three and one. And it was just such a fun experience. The first time, well, we're no longer together, but my 
the first time my ex-girlfriend visited me in college, that's where we went. It'll just, it'll always have a special place in my heart. And, and it's clear that it'll always have a special place in a lot of your hearts as well. And that's why I just kind of wanted to, to talk about some of these responses. Um, I'll just, I'll just kind of go through them. Somebody reprise, you know, RIP R. and peace. Loved Monday nights there in college, in the college campus West location. $1 beers. Oh, that's awesome. Another former player. I remember having team dinners there and seeing coaches on off days. Too sad. Tuesday teas. That seems to be a common thing that a lot of people brought up. <laughs> Colorado Kid says, I used to be able to take a $20 bill there and get drunk on a Tuesday tea night. Another guy. We used to hit pots, road 34 in the juice bar in a circuit before going back to a buddy's house in the neighborhood. Amazing. Even other people, even non-Fort Collins residents are talking about how they used to like to watch football games at the Westminster location. A great spot to have happy hour. And other people talking about rallies. Other people talking about going there before games. This is from uh, Team Slezak. Hope I'm pronouncing your last name correctly. Thank you for the support all the years. That's a, somebody who's always tweeting at me. My wife and I had our engagement party in 1994 at the OG location in Campus West. We've been married 25 years so far. Maybe thanks to Potts for sending us off right. Wish you nothing but the best. That's so cool, guys. You know, shout out to you guys. I'm glad you and your wife still going strong 25 years later. Really cool that you have that story. Other people posting about how they used to go there in the early 90s. It was just a special place. It was just a special place, and it sucks that we're losing it in our community. And, you know, I hope that, I hope we don't lose all the, all the spots that make Fort Collins original, make it unique. You know, it's cool to see the expansion. I'm, I'm happy to see all the growth. I, I think Fort Collins is an awesome place to live. I just, you know, I worry with, with a lot of this stuff expanding, especially all these, you know, campus living type apartments. I wonder, you know, how many of the places that make Fort Collins Fort Collins are we going to lose? So, man, I sound really old right now. I sound really old. <laughs> I can't help it, guys. It's I'm feeling sad. I'm feeling sad about Pots. I'm feeling sad about the Lost Showdown. Feeling sad about everything going on. Just one of those uh, in a reminiscing type mood, I guess, but... Shout out to everyone. You know, let me know what you think about this podcast. Let me know what you think about what I had to say about uh, the Rocky Mountain Showdown. See you, all of that. Make sure that you comment, subscribe, share it on social media, send it to your grandma, all that fun stuff. Thank you to everybody that continues to make this dream possible. I love you guys. Stay safe. Wash your hands. And wear a mask. <laughs>